If you're watching this video, you're about to make a whole lot of money. In today's episode, we're about to get into five millionaire success habits. What are the five habits that millionaires have in common that you can begin right now to implement in your daily schedule? My goal is to help coaches and entrepreneurs turn their mind into money, teaching them how to take what they know, package it, market it, sell it, and automate it to make a massive income and massive impact, even if they don't have a lot of followers on social media. Welcome back to another episode of Monetize with Marcus. I'm your host, family. I'm excited because I've been hearing your feedback about how you're enjoying the new set, the new process of how now we're we're mapping things out, especially for my visual learners. I know you were like, bro, this helped me out a lot. It's one thing to hear it, auditory learners, which we'll get into in another episode, dealing with the different types of learning styles. And that's what we got to think about, family. Everyone does not like to learn the same. So if, if the goal is to make sure that people are getting the information, you have to be able to adjust that. So thank you all for all the feedback for each and every one of you who are hitting us up on Instagram, who are hitting us up on YouTube. And whether it's negative or positive, the people with negative, uh, bless you, praying for you. <laughs> nah, but here's what I'm excited about in today's episode. I've been for years. I've always read books and studied, whether it be Brian Tracy or whether it be your Tony Robbins or whether it be all of us know Jim Rohn. Like I think that's everybody's secret godfather who we study his old content or Les Brown and so many others. Now I love Miles Monroe. That's my guy, Doctor Miles Monroe. But one of the things that we're hearing a whole lot of is that success leaves clues. But if success leaves clues, then it makes no sense to try to create your own playbook when you can follow the playbook of those who have won. Like if you had a chance to get a hands-on Tom Brady's exact manuscript of how he approaches a game, his process, how he replays, you would rather that than trying to create it from scratch. If you had an opportunity, get your hands on Michael Jordan's entire regiment from what he eats to what he practices, his workout schedule, you get your hands on that and shout out to that boy. Or should I say that man, King James, LeBron James, LeBron James, who surpassed the, the record for um, and number one in terms of NBA of most points scored. We all want to get our hands on that. So here's the question. If we're talking about what are the habits of, or, of the wealthy or the top habits of millionaires, I've studied them for years, but I wanted to just examine some of them and give them to you. And it's something that I'm looking at and trying to see, here's the, here's the dope part, does my life align with that, right? Am I living in alignment with the goal that I want? And that's the purpose of this episode, to make sure that our work ethic and our desires and our habits matches our dream life, cool? So number one, number one, I want you to write this down, and we're going to just walk through these. Number one, I want you to write this down. Me and SF have one of the top habits that I was able to find from War everybody from Warren Buffett to Bill Gates. Now, we're talking billionaires now. Let me not even disrespect them and say millionaires, right? Let me, my bad, Uncle Warren. My bad, Uncle Warren. We had talked early today, and, and I was asking about this. But here's the one habit that I find in both billionaires and millionaires. They are all readers. That's, that's number one. They are all readers. I realize that there is a direct correlation to those that are wealthy and those that are readers. Readers, some people say readers are leaders. They're wrong, but no, readers make money. Here's why. Because when you read books, you're able to condense decades into days. What would take you 10 years could take you literally months because you're now getting a chance to borrow other people's knowledge and experiences. 
So Bill Gates does something crazy. Bill Gates does a think week where he takes a big pile of books and he goes, I'm talking about two, three hundred page books and he's off the grid, disconnects and he's reading and thinking through what he wants his year and the companies and he's problem solving. So it's a great deal of in essence. Imagine how you, people go away for a boot camp before the NFL season and they do preseason workouts. Well, here's the thing I think entrepreneurs never think about. These mental workouts that we need to get clear. Because if you get clear, and I'm going to tell you what happened with me with this whole reading thing and all that. If you get clear, fam, as an entrepreneur, clarity equals currency. Ooh, bar. <laughs> clarity equals currency. I realized years ago, shout out to my man, 100 grand, Nehemiah Davis. Uh, shout out to him, 500. It was a lot of us. We all went to Bali. Josh, Chris, them my guys, man. And so it was about 50 entrepreneurs. Doug, Dell, what up? <laughs> all of us went to Bali. Runway billionaire. That's quite a few of us. Jeez. Went to Bali for about a week. Now, this turned, this started as a week trip that ended up being a month trip. And I'm going to make the correlation to reading and things of that nature. Because some of you are like, bro, I can't sit with a book. But I'm going to explain to you that there's more ways to learn than just sitting and holding your attention span and just reading 300 pages. Although readers, readers like are people who generate currency. But here's what happened with the whole clarity equals currency. We go away for a week and one of the goals was for all of us to share the things that were working for us, books that we're reading. So on the way over there, this is like 2019. Many of us were talking about Russell Brunson's dot-com secrets. Some people were talking traffic secrets. Now here's a point I'm gonna make real quick and don't let me lose you. Y'all do know that traffic secrets, that term was not coined by Russell Brunson. He actually bought it from a person that was a mentor of his. A person that he watched make a million dollars in a day and he was so impressed by them before he made his million dollar day that he studied everything that they had. So he purchased traffic secrets. He pur purchased marketing secrets. He even tried to buy their software and they wouldn't sell it to him. So you do realize like the domain name and the name of that book was not an original idea. He condensed decades into days inspired by someone else. And he referred to it as the four minute mile, right? The person, the first person he saw generating millions of dollars. You got that now, right? So he condensed decades and days by reading and studying everything this man put out. Back to Bali. So while there, we're all suggesting books, things that we wouldn't have known or learned. Let's say one of the books was about sales psychology. Another book where my dude Josh was explaining to me, I hadn't heard of this guy, Jason Flatlin, who heavy in the webinar space. Well, reading that man's stuff, I read it while over there and in seven days, it blew my mind and changed my whole process on how to do webinars. And now I can launch a webinar that really wasn't all that good, but my very first webinar, horrible webinar, 60 minutes, did, did 25, like $27,000. Just think about this, right? Being able to read something that someone else suggests, being in the room and it turned everybody up and clarity equal currency because that's when I changed the name of everything from win the day to monetize online business blueprint. I got clarity on, I'm gonna restructure my entire business. This is what I'm saying to you. The, the success habit of millionaires and billionaires is not to pretend that you know everything, but it's the understanding that you're always in the seat of a student. Readers are leaders and clarity equals currency. So you can literally change the whole game for yourself. And that's a habit that we all should adopt. Now, for those of you that say, bro, I can't just sit with no book in my hand for five hours reading like crazy. Some people are using audio books. But a big thing that I like to do 
is just imagine if you were able to ask people who are in your space, hey, what are some books you're reading and what's your top takeaway? And you wrote it down and you found those top takeaways and went back and studied those specific things. If your attention span is that, or break it down. Well, I'm, like now the way that I read, I don't read to finish an entire book. I see my books that I buy as a library that I can go back to at any point. So I might read one chapter, sit with it, write out some notes and see how I can implement. All right. So that's number one. Number one habit of millionaires. Uh, number two. Ooh, this one right here is going to be really good. We've got to pause right there because I'm in the giving mood. I decided to offer you a free gift. Absolutely free. Now, I tell you all the time about turning your ideas into online income, but how am I going to tell you to do something and not provide the resource for it? There's so many questions that people have online about what should I post? How do I get my engagement up? How do I get people to click the link in my bio? Buy from me. What should I sell? Whether it's an ebook, an online course, how much should I charge? How do I launch? How do I do a webinar? You see what I'm saying? So I decided to create a free training and give it to you that you can utilize to learn how to literally take the services that you do or the ideas you have and build a successful online company. Go to www.monetizewithmarkers.com, my gift to you. You're welcome. Perspective. Now, it sounds general, but y'all know I'm not a general guy. When I say perspective, one of the success habits I found, and one of the, this is one of the things I read, actually, in, Brian, in one of Brian Tracy's books. He was talking, he refers to it as long-term perspective. I prefer to, well, no, he says elongated perspective. I refer to it as stretching your perspective, meaning can I sit and let's say it's 2023 when I'm recording this. Can I sit in 2023 and, tre and, and stretch my perspective to, 20, to 2030? Can I stretch my perspective from 2023 to 2025, right? It's the ability to be able to be in your present and stretch your perspective to the future. So now you're making decisions in your present attached to the future. Back it up one more time. Like to stretch my perspective, I'll give you an example and this will make sense. If it's 2023 and you know, and if you know on 2024, you're getting married, you stretch your perspective to now start planning. Okay, well, I'm going to be moving next year, so I'm not going to buy new furniture for where I live. All right, I'm going to start saving money. You know that you're not staying at that job because you're switching locations, right? That's, that's a level of long perspective where you're now making decisions. You're not buying certain things, buying certain things, switching certain habits. You realize that your whole day to day is getting ready for what's happening in 2024. Now, imagine if you did that with every area of your life, your relationships, your health, your finances, your emotions, like all of those things. This is one of the habits that they say that millionaires have, their ability to stretch their perspective to make every decision now. And here's how I word it. Imagine making every decision today with the future in mind. So you visit the future mentally and you say, OK, this feels good now, but it doesn't it won't feel good in my future. I'm going to word it in a different way. Catch this bar. You will not take out loans from your future to pay for the comfort of today. You get it now because you realize, OK, Three years from now, I'll, let's say right now, you, one of your goals is to be wealthy. And you say, three years from now, I want to be a multimillionaire. Well, that means you need to stretch your perspective to say what habits, what behaviors, and what disciplines, what education is needed now connected to what I want later. Most millionaires have long-term perspective, the ability to now see further than where they are and make decisions based on that. Their friendships, the rooms that they're in, the conferences they're going to, the books that they're reading, the way that they're spending their time. If you know you're trying to go to the NFL, 
well, you at least want to lift a little weights now, or you just want to wait and be like, well, when they recruit me, no. This is a habit that we all need to embrace, long-term perspective. I was supposed to do five, but I think I'm going to give y'all three. <laughs> okay, I'll give you three and a bonus. I, I know how you're looking. You're like, give me all five. Okay, I'll rush through them. Is that all right? I'll rush through them. And number three, millionaires have a healthy money relationship. A healthy money relationship. A healthy mo- What's a healthy money relationship? Ladies, this is just for me, this is for me and you, all right? You want a man that don't play about you, but you want a man that ain't controlling. So you want to know, like, if something pop off, he's going to protect you. But you at least want to be able to go out with your girls without. Is that Clarence sitting out there in the car? <laughs> you, you, want him, you, want it to be, you want him to be like, what you say to my lady? And you're like, get him, Clarence. But you don't want him to. You don't want, to be, you don't want everywhere you go, Clarence to be popping up, right? You see the difference. You want him to not play about you, but you want him to not be controlling. Well, a healthy relationship with money is that way, right? Where you want a, want a person that, that it takes serious a budget, that knows how much money's coming in and going out, that's not overspending on, spending more on what you put on you than what you put in you. What does that mean? Spending more on clothes than, than the things that go in your mind and things in your heart, right? So you want that, but you don't want a person that holds so tight to money where they so controlling with it that it doesn't allow the freedom of money to flow. That's a scarcity mindset. Most millionaires do not see money as something to hold on to. They see money as an opportunity, opportunity to buy into something for their future. They think, like my mother taught me, money is useless without you being able to use it on the things you love and the people you love. Shout out to my girl. My mama gave me that bar years ago. I'm like, mom, you don't have to spend all that money on me. Baby, this is what we work for. Money, it means nothing without being able to spend it on the things you love and the people that you love. I love you. Well, I love you too, girl. <laughs> but... Think about that, yo. Like to work your butt off to make money only to have an opportunity to do something for the thing you love and the people you love and still hold on to the money. It tells you you have an unhealthy relationship with money because now money means more than the thing that you were actually making money for and the people you were actually making money for. You're like, I'm working hard to get all this money. Then an opportunity, like I see people do this all the time in business. I'm working hard to make money. Then they make money and they have an opportunity to invest in something that speeds up their process. And then they still hold on to money. <laughs> like, I, I'm confused. I'm, I'm confused. Did, didn't you make money for this? Didn't you save up for this? And then the opportunity, then you're like, well, when it go on sale, then it go on sale. And you're like, wait, it get cheaper. <laughs> oh, this is what we refer to as being poor. This is what we refer to as being poor. When I say poor, I'm not talking about amount, amount of money. Being poor in, a, with, in terms of an unhealthy relationship with money is passing over opportunities repeatedly. That's what poor means, P-O-O-R. Passing over opportunities repeatedly. People who remain poor have an unhealthy relationship with money where they will have the money and come up with money to go to a concert but make up excuses that, of why they shouldn't go to a conference related to the business they're in. You'll have somebody that's in the e-commerce space and the top person in e-commerce come into town and say, hey, it's a $200. You're like, $200? Concert comes up, it's $800. You're like, I'm going to just put it on my credit card. Dinner comes up. Section comes up. Girl, my birthday, I'm going to go buy a $200 birthday dress. That's being poor. Passing over opportunities repeatedly. It's an unhealthy relationship with money where it feels good to spend it, but it don't feel good to invest it. Passing over opportunities repeatedly. Oh, man, you get it. These are the millionaire habits, fam. These are millionaire habits.
And I don't know if I should give y'all number four or number five. Nod, nod your head if I should give you number four or number five. Nod your Now you know I can't see you. What you doing? <laughs> okay. But we family. You know, we cousins on my, on my YouTube side. And some of us are cousins on my Instagram side. All right? We cousins. We social media cousins. Oh, two more habits. I'll give it to you quickly. Uh, millionaires value time over money. Value time over money. So they realize the goal of money is to be able to buy back more of their time. This is why, like some people would look and say, why do billionaires buy private jets? It's not a jet, it's time. You should quit working for free. How did social media hire all of us to be their workforce? We're on the app posting videos, going live, creating reels. We do not get paid when we create content on social media. They do by selling our content to advertisers. But how do you actually build an online business using social media? I wanna break it down for you and give you access to it. There's five simple steps. I'll tell it to you in a few seconds. Step number one is client attraction. I'm gonna show you how to actually attract clients that will happily pay you what you're offering. Step number two, how to capture them. How do you get their emails? How do you get their phone numbers? How do you get them to show up to your event? Be on your Zoom calls to what I refer to as client dating. It's where you nurture a relationship with people to get them to say yes to whatever you're offering. And I'm even gonna show you what type of content to create that gives you brand visibility and brand recognition. I call it social media secrets. You get access wherever you're watching this video, you'll see it in the description and you'll see it beneath this. Let's get back to the episode. They don't have to take shoes off. They don't have to go through TSA saying, keep moving, empty all your pockets, walk through, belts off, shoes off, book bag clear, electronic. <laughs> hey, you walk through that airport and you're like, what just happened? Like, what? Like, I looked up, I walked through the airport the other day and I wanted to give homegirl a hug. I'm like, are you, who hurt you? <laughs> like, who, who did this to you? Who hurt you? <laughs> I'm not playing. Listen, listen. And she's snapping them like these grown people who paid to be in here. She's snapping her fingers back in the tray. If it don't fit, <laughs> if it don't fit, it can't go. <laughs> I'm like, yo, come here. Come here. I know. I know. She, she probably was like, why are you hugging me? I know. Somebody hurt you. You ain't just wake up this morning that kind of that kind of mad. Like you woke up on you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Okay. But the private jet is time, family. Like, I've been blessed to have experience being on a private jet a few times and flying. You walk right out to that bad boy with your bags. <laughs> you, I'm talking about literally walk right out to the jet. You go in and sit down, and here's what's amazing. The plane could take off without nobody telling you, oh, sir, buckle your seatbelt, please put your tray up. Mm -mm, ain't nobody bothering you. You can get up right while the pilot take it off. You shouldn't, but I'm just saying. In the air in a few moments when you land, I remember us going to Mexico, land, walk right through. Like it was no waiting. And if you ever flew to Mexico, you know those lines be long. So what you're paying for is time because as well as because there's less people on there, the plane can fly faster and you actually get there faster. So a flight that might take two hours could take you an hour and ten. So you get there faster. You, the wait time is less. They value time. This is a big reason why one of the first things you want to do when you make money is please don't miss this. It's not about hiring employees just to hire employees. It is buying time. Oh, you get it now. Because the thing you would have to spend hours doing, you now bought someone else's time with your money and now they can do it. So every Monday, I used to edit my own videos. Every Monday. I used to use iMovie. I had the different cameras on down the line. 
I would add music underneath. Now, anybody who knows, especially to, shout out to my videographers, I feel your pain. Lining up the audio with the video? Woo! <laughs> you, them, little, them little trims? Shout out to her. Am I lying in here? Like, you, you trim, wait, and you hear the audio sound like. <laughs> You're trying to line that audio with the video. So, the moment I got some money, I'll, shout out to my boy, my boy Tom. Because he now, I, I have not edited or touched no video content and will not. I get the opportunity now to say, let me just stay in my zone of genius, right? So I don't want to belabor the point. We all can cook our own food, but why do we go out to eat time? Now, some people it's time and taste because some of y'all can't cook. <laughs> but you get my point. You can cut your own grass, but you pay someone to do it. Some people can cut their own hair, but you pay someone to do it. You can clean your own home, but you pay someone to do it. What we realize is the success habits is pay people to do what they do great so you can spend your time doing what you do great or what you do well. Let me do that, say it that way. Space somebody to do what they do well so you can spend your time doing what you do well. Family, that's four millionaire success habits. I'm going to give you one more. Uh, millionaires buy other people's lessons. So I used to wonder why would a multi-billion dollar company pay a person, like so I've got a guy who does consulting work and he says he get contracts that are $100,000 to $200,000 and he comes in four times a year, which is once a quarter. Literally, and just to do a what's, what, what we call, and I did consulting work before, a 360 review. Come here, what's a 360 review? It's where he goes to every different department and does a, does a 360 from C-suite. From middle management, lower management, entry level to see, are the core values being passed around? Is the wording, the terminology is the same? Is everybody on the same page? So this is part of what I used to do. If the C-suite or the CEO says, our focus for, for 2023 is to increase revenue. You go to middle management who's managing the sales team. Hey, so what's some of the things you focus on? Well, right now we're really focused on retention because we want to keep more people. We hate having to train them. Well, middle management is worried about keeping the people, not finding the best candidates. So that <laughs> now C-suite focus on making more money, middle management focus on keeping more people, unless the retention plan actually ties back into it. Then you go to entry level and you say, hey, what, what do you think is the most important thing in the company right now? Honestly, man. And then they tell you a whole nother thing. See what I'm saying? So now they're willing to pay thousands of dollars for a consultant to come in because they're now paying for someone else's lessons that come like uh, the job of a consultant is not to coach you it's to come in with a plan and tell you what to do it's not to ask you it's to tell you hey get rid of this person you guys need to remove this we notice you're losing money here it's to spot the holes and millionaires do not mind paying for other people's lessons so they can avoid them themselves family that's five millionaire lessons i hope this has been impactful and beneficial to you this is one of those episodes that you might want to take a little time and pause let it marinate, Gina, in the words of Martin, like really think on it and say, what, what are like three to five lessons you can learn from millionaires or habits that you can instill in your day-to-day -day life that connects to the life that you deserve and desire? I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Holla at me. I want to hear from you, whether it's, on, whether it's in the comments, whether it's on Instagram, and see how this is, how you're enjoying this and if it's impacted your life. If you need me, you know what I'll be doing. I'll be over here minding my online business. See you in the next episode.